بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد continuing with this the reading of this booklet for action to acquire the friendship of Allah Taala Hazrat Maulana Shah Hakim Mohd Akhtar Sahib rahmatullah alayhi we were discussing the third aspect which is the guarding of the gaze and that this is unfortunately the biggest obstacle generally in people's lives nowadays in progressing in deen progressing spiritually because whatever a person earns in terms of amal whatever ruhaniyat and spiritual strength comes in the heart due to the righteous actions a person does due to the tilawat of the quran sharif salah and zikr dua various other amal unfortunately if the gaze is not guarded then all this is going to be drained out and lost so continuing with the same discussion hazrat then states that allah taala declares in a hadith qudsi inna an-nazra sahmun min sihami iblis masmumun man tarakaha makhafati abdaltu biha imanan yajidu halawatahu fi qalbihi verily the evil glance is a poisonous arrow from the arrows of shaitan verily the evil glance is a poisonous arrow from the arrows of shaitan the one who will forsake casting an evil glance out of my fear i will give him in return such iman the sweetness of which he will taste in his heart the one who will forsake casting an evil glance out of my fear not due to the fear of insan that maybe somebody else will be probably watching me now so well for now i can't do this no allah taala is away all the time allah is watching all the time out of the fear of allah taala so allah taala says i will give him in return such iman the sweetness of which he will taste in his heart in other words he will physically acquire the sweetness of iman which will be present in his heart this is not some world of fantasy or imagination it is the revelation of allah taala allah taala has not instructed us to merely imagine that the sweetness of iman has entered the heart rather he has declared the word yajidu which means that you will physically experience the taste of iman and find it present in your heart the muhaddithin have given two explanations to this hadith sharif one explanation some have expressed to be the meaning of this hadith as that the sweetness of iman he will experience refers to the sweetness of ibadat the pleasure of ibadat that his salah his tilawat of the quran sharif ada amal there will be a drive to do these amal he'll get an enjoyment out of it he'll love doing it but other muhaddithin explain that that goes without saying that the person has given up haram pleasure allah taala will give him that pleasure that is beyond every pleasure of this dunya the halal and sweet pleasure of the ibadat of allah taala but this is beyond that here it is this physical experience like a person places something sweet on his tongue he feels a sweetness in his whole body so this is likewise a physical experience when a person truly and sincerely for the sake of allah taala be frames of casting any haram glance allah taala will bless him with this taste of iman 
Dear friends, practice on this prescription of abstaining from lustful glances and see the effects for yourself. The heart will experience such sweetness of Iman that as a result, the value for the kingdoms of the seven continents will perish from one's hearts. Lama Abul Qasim Kushiri Rahimullah writes in Risala Kushiriya that by the injunction of guarding the gaze, Allah Ta'ala has taken away the pleasure of the eyes. But in return, he has granted the non-perishable sweetness of Iman. This dunya, this dunya is a place of sacrifice. It's a place of give and take. But we give for Allah Ta'ala, we will give which is not even really worth anything. Allah Ta'ala gives according to his grandeur. A person, what did he really give? He didn't give anything hardly anything. What he gave was just purely, he just restrained himself for some little haram pleasure he sacrificed. But in return, Allah Ta'ala rewards with the non-perishable sweetness of Iman. Mullah Ali Qari Rahmatullah Ali writes, وَقَدْ وَرَدَ أَنَّ حَلَاوَةَ الْإِمَانِ إِذَا دَخَلَتْ قَلْبًا لَا تَخْرُجُ مِنْهُ أَبَدًا It has been narrated that once the sweetness of Iman enters the heart, it never leaves it. Further comments upon the statement and declares, In this is the indication towards the glad tidings of death upon Iman. The reason for this is obvious, since when Iman will never leave the heart after having entered, death will also come upon Iman. Thus, protecting the gaze is a guarantee for death upon Iman. Friends, nowadays this great wealth of gaining death on Iman is being distributed in the bazaars, at airports and stations, etc. Protect the gaze in these places and gather the treasure of the sweetness of Iman. Hence, acquire the guarantee of death upon Iman. I was saying that the, this wealth of gaining death on Iman is being distributed in the bazaars, at airports and stations, etc. In other words, a person out on the street, he has to be traveling somewhere, he has to be going to places. Unfortunately, because of the kind of environment, because of the shamelessness, the immodesty, the nudity that is all over the place. So this is something that obviously uh, puts a person in a situation that now shaitan is tempting him towards committing this haram, his nafs is prompting him. But he defies that. He does not give in to those temptations. He does not submit to the demands of the nafs. He says, come what may, if my heart breaks, it breaks, but it will break for Allah Ta'ala. I am not going to give in to this haram demand of the nafs. So when this restraining of this gaze will happen for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, what is going to be the outcome? Allah Ta'ala is blessing the person with the sweetness of Iman. The sweetness of Iman enters the heart. Iman, once the sweetness of it enters the heart, will never leave. This becomes the guarantee for death on Iman. Now this is that a person can gain this guarantee of death on Iman, even in a place where there's all kinds of vice and sin in this, meaning the environment is not conducive, he's traveling somewhere, wherever. And Allah forbid the person doesn't look after his gaze, and a person will go for Hajj, and even in Arafat, or in Muzdalifah, or in Mina, 
at Baytullah around the Kaaba Sharif, he'll be losing Iman. One is a person is in a place where everything is not conducive. Because at the airport, all kinds of people are walking past there. He's traveling, he's somewhere in a plane, he's on a bus, he's in a train, he's walking on the street. So the whole environment is negative. The whole environment is not conducive at all. But he conducts himself correctly, he just restrains himself a little, that in this negative environment too, he can gain the guarantee of death on Iman. And Allah forbid the person is in Arafat, the person is in Mina, he's in Muzdalifa, he's, he's in Hajj, he's in Ihram. He's making tawaf of Baytullah. And if he doesn't guard his gaze there, he's just careless about how he conducts himself. While making tawaf, he can be losing his iman. One person was making tawaf and somebody overheard him. person is now making tawaf and now people end up walking alongside each other. This person now is repeatedly only making one dua. Only one dua, nothing else. Whereas tawaf now, a person should be making as many duas as he can. It's a very noble place, very, very great opportunity. Now this person is only making one dua. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minka. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minka. Only dua is like, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minka. Ya Allah, I seek refuge in you from you. Ya Allah, I seek refuge in you from you. Now this person, finding it strange, this is the only dua this person is making, and a very strange dua also. This is the only dua. So after the tawaf, he asked him that I overheard you, the whole tawaf, this is the only dua you are making. This is not something that's uh, normal, that a person only makes one dua and of this nature. So he said, can you see my one eye? He said, well, I can observe that you don't have one eye. One eye, well, something has happened to you. He said, I was making tawaf, and while making tawaf, I was casting haram glances. And suddenly out of the blue, Allah Ta'ala makes this happen sometimes. The person who Allah Ta'ala sometimes brings onto track in this manner, Allah Ta'ala's nizam to make it a lesson for this. See, suddenly out of the blue from the corner of the Kaaba Sharif, a hand stuck out and slapped me in such a way that I lost my eye immediately. And then there was a voice from the unseen saying, if you continue in this manner, you lose the other eye also. So ever since this has become my dua. Ya Allah, I seek refuge in you from you. From your I seek refuge in your mercy, in your forgiveness, from your chastisement and punishments, from your azab. Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat is above everything. It is only His clemency, it is only His tolerance that we sometimes blatantly commit some haram, but Allah Ta'ala's mercy and tolerance, Allah Ta'ala gives some chance, some respite, that okay, this person made a mistake, he'll make sincere tawbah, he'll come back, he'll repent from his wrong. But this is how dangerous these sins are. And this is how disastrous it is. This is one incident Allah Ta'ala sometimes makes these things apparent. But otherwise, the real damage that happens is on the heart of a person. One person, young person had learned, heard from his ustad, that every sin has a consequence. Every sin has a consequence. Now this was said so many times that this got deeply embedded in his heart. 
Every sin has a consequence. One day, he, and because of now this consciousness of this, that every sin has a consequence, so he was now being very con- conscious of this and taking care not to indulge in any wrong, any sin, any vice. One day he slipped up and he did something wrong. I was a young person, so now this thought that crossed his mind, well, the thing is, the person has committed some wrong, every sin has a consequence. But it is his good fortune that before that consequence befalls him, he quickly rushed to sincere Tawbah, shed tears of remorse and regret in front of Allah Ta'ala, and begged Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, made a firm pledge that he will not resort to this in future, expresses his grief and his remorse over it, inshallah Allah Ta'ala forgives him, then he'll get safe from the consequence also. But he delays Tawbah, then now he's giving that space for that consequence to befall him. So as insan, we are weak, we can slip, we can fall. Not that a person intends to fall. He plans to fall. person walking doesn't plan to fall. Because he plans to fall, he can fall sometimes very hard, he'll break his sometimes hand, and sometimes he might break his head. He might cause brain damage to himself. He might become a human vegetable. That's how bad it can be. Because when he plans to fall, it doesn't mean he's going to always fall very safely. He can sometimes fall so badly that he might cause permanent damage. So a mu'min never plans to fall. He never plans to commit sin. But a mu'min is also insan. Despite planning to always be very safe, very careful, never to slip. But he's insan, he can slip. Possible. So, the person now, he slipped up somewhere. So now when he slipped up, that thought didn't cross his mind immediately now that I should make Tawbah to save myself from the consequence. But now this thought carried on recurring in his mind that I was told that every sin has a consequence. So now when this will come? So now he's waiting to see what happens. So one day passed, two days passed, three days passed. Now he's waiting. Nothing seems to have happened. Life is carrying on normally. Everything is fine. Oh, what was this I was told about? With such emphasis, every sin has a consequence. Nothing happened to me. Everything is carrying on well. So he is now thinking in this manner, Ya Allah, every sin has a consequence. You bring about a consequence, but nothing happened to me. So suddenly there was a voice that came in his heart. That, is it perhaps that something has happened, but you didn't even realize it? Something has happened. The consequence has come already. But you didn't realize what happened. So now he started thinking again, that did something happen? What has changed? Then after a while, another voice, this is Allah Ta'ala's unseen help. Allah Ta'ala guides the person with this, that his heart talks to him then. Ham tum hi aga hai is tumsa koi hamdam koi damsaaz nahi baate to hai har dam magar awaz nahi. Khadi Aziz Hassan Majjub Rahmatullah he talks about the true ashiks of Allah Ta'ala and the true lovers of Allah Ta'ala and he is expressing their condition that those who are truly connected to Allah Ta'ala then they are so to say saying to Allah Ta'ala Tum sa koi hamdam koi dam saaz nahi Allah there is no companion like you Baate to hai har dam magar awaz nahi 
that every moment there is this communication, but there's no voice, there's no sound. But this communication is happening. Every moment there is this conversation, that this guidance is coming in the heart. Do this, don't do this, this is right, this is wrong. And something that is encouraging and spurring on forward, something that is discouraging from all the wrong. There is this communication that's happening all the time. But this communication is a very, very silent communication. Alone you and I are aware of this secret connection. Nobody else is aware of it. This communication is happening all the time. So this is the connection that the Ahlullah enjoy directly from their hearts because of the effort they made on their hearts. And this constant refraining, breaking the heart for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So now this person now, this voice came in his heart. That, did you not think about it? That that pleasure that you were getting in your ibadat, that dua that you were making, and all the other good deeds that you were getting this uh, drive in, did you realize, did you notice that has disappeared? Did you realize that that inclination towards righteousness has decreased? Is that not a consequence? That is a worse, and a far worse consequence then a major material loss. Allah forbid something happened, person uh, suffered some major material loss. That major material loss can be whatever it is, it can't compare to the loss that the person suffers in his deen. So the consequences not necessarily will only come or do happen in form of some material loss, some physical issue. Allah forbid the most severe thing is it happens on a person's deen. The heart, the inclination of the heart changes. Before there was this drive towards righteousness, towards salah, towards spill out of the Quran Sharif, towards making dua, towards all the various amal. Suddenly now the whole inclination has changed. Now salah has become a very, very difficult thing. Spill out of the Quran Sharif, that's like almost now become history. And he'd rather be listening to some haram than making zikr, listening to Quran Sharif, that, that is a major azab. That requires major repentance, tawbah, istighfar, begging Allah's forgiveness to turn the direction of the heart again. This indulgence in a person's desires, when he keeps making the desires his objective and keeps indulging in his desires. There's a lengthy hadith Sharif where Rasulullah talks about the person who makes these desires his objective, makes this his God, so to say. That when fitnas keep, the person keeps allowing those fitnas to enter his heart. That nudity, the fitna of the nudity is taking it in, is absorbing it in. Through that phone, he's allowing all that filth to come into his heart. These are all fitnas attacking the heart. And when these fitnas continue attacking the heart, Nabi Islam says, on the one hand, there are those who keep repelling those fitnas. Those temptations are tugging at his heart. He says, my heart breaks, it breaks for Allah, that I am not giving in. So one is that person continuously repelling. Each time he is repelling that temptation, the heart is getting strengthened. The heart is getting fortified. And the other person is allowing everything to come in. Nabi Islam says, these hearts then finally, in time, the hearts get classified in one of the two classifications. They get distributed in one of two categories. 
one category of the hearts, the simple description we can give that heart which has been constantly repelling these fitnas. The temptation is tugging at him. But he says, I'm not giving in. There's a tug of war within him. But he doesn't give in. And in the tug of war sometimes there's a lot of strain. But he says, I'll bear that strain. But if this heart breaks for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will mend this broken heart with his love. Anything that's broken, there's something to mend it. Material tears, there's thread to mend it. Wall breaks and there's cement to build it up again. To join those bricks together. Paper tells, a person sticks it with some tape or some glue. The heart breaks, but depends what it breaks for. And the heart breaks for Allah Ta'ala, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala mends that broken heart with his ma'iyyat, with his closeness, with his muhabbat, with his love. Ana indal mun kasirati qulubuhum. In the hadith of Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, I am with the broken hearted. Those who break their hearts, meaning broken hearted, broke the heart for Allah Ta'ala. That either it was given into the haram, or break the heart. He said, no, I won't break the command of Allah Ta'ala, it doesn't matter, my heart breaks. So he allowed his heart to break for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Ana indal munkasirati qulubuhum. Hadith Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala is saying, I am with the broken hearted, this kind of broken hearted. Not the person because of that illicit love is broken hearted. That person, shaitan is sitting in that heart. So that person whose heart has broken for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, that heart will get mended with the love of Allah Ta'ala. That sweetness of Iman will be the material with which that heart will now get joined. So in any case, the Hadith Sharif that we are discussing, Nabi Salaam says these hearts fall into one of two categories then. One is this heart that kept on repelling and kept on uh, refusing to give in to that temptation and as a result this heart broke repeatedly for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala eventually this heart becomes what we can just term simply fitna proof that this heart Nabi Sallallahu describes it in the Hadith Sharif then that the heart becomes like marble what is the the example being given one is marble is very clean white Meaning this heart becomes completely brightened. The other thing about the marble is, it's very strong. This doesn't refer to any way a person becoming hard-hearted. This is only the strength of the heart that is being referred to. That that marble is extremely strong, very, very strong, very hard to break it. Likewise, this heart becomes very strong in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. The other thing is that this marble is very smooth. You pour something over it, very easily it will just flow away. And if some thing has, some dirt has come upon it, some, very easily it's washed off. Something that's porous, something that's carpet now, if some, something messes on it, then it's a big job to clean it up. But the marble, the simplest of things, very easily gets cleaned out. This person's heart also, because of repelling that fitna repeatedly, this is not that something that happens in one time. Days, weeks, months, years have gone by. And he continuously has been repelling that fitna. But in time, this heart now becomes fitna proof. Nabi Islam saying, La tadurruhu fitnatun samawatu wal ard. His heart becomes so strengthened in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala that now no fitna can harm him till the end of time. 
no fitna will harm this heart till the end of time. It has become so enlightened with the nur that Allah Ta'ala is blessing it. It has become so strengthened due to being repeatedly broken for Allah Ta'ala. And if something just comes, some dirt, some dust comes on that heart, is as smooth as marble, the slightest effort, that heart gets cleaned out. He'll decide istighfar once and that heart will be cleaned out. To start off with no fitna will be able to penetrate. And the slightest, his amal will all the time be just washing it out very easily. And the other side, that heart which was just taking in everything. Person is engrossed on the phone on all kinds of things. and Person is involved in so many things, walking on the street and not bothered about how he's guarding his gaze, wherever he is. Listening to anything, listening to music, listening to other haram, speaking anything. All these are fitnas that are then attacking the heart. And now this person, that heart now what it becomes? Because everything, whatever he desired, he desired to look at something, he's looking at it. He desired to speak anything, doesn't matter whether it's wrong, it's evil, it's hurtful, it's obscene, it's vulgar, doesn't matter, he must speak it. Listen to anything, he's desiring to listen to music, whatever else. Must listen to it. So now he's only giving into temptation and desire. So what becomes the end result of that heart? Nabi Islam gives the example. Bal akharu aswadu murbadan kalkuzi mujakhiyan. It becomes completely darkened. And it becomes like a cup kalkuzi mujakhiyan that has been turned upside down. Now if a huge drum or a tank, there's a huge tank, 10,000 litre tank, 50,000 litre tank, but it is upside down, such a huge tank, it is upside down, or rather put that tank right side up, but that tank is under one tap that's dripping one drop every second day, the 50 litre, 50,000 litre tank, one drop dripping every second day. But that 50,000 litres will get filled someday. One drop is dripping every second day, but someday, because everything is gathering in there, one day that 50,000 litres will get filled. And I think the small little cup, maybe 100 mils only will fit in there, you put it under the Niagara Falls. Hundreds of thousands of litres of water falling there every minute, every second. Put it under the Niagara Falls, put it upside down. How much water will come in that cup? Upside down, you can leave that cup upside down under the Niagara Falls till Qiyamah also will stay empty. This is the example Nabi Islam is giving that when that heart has repeated, Allah Ta'ala gives respite, Allah Ta'ala gives a person opportunities, but he just continuously, blatantly continues giving into the haram desires, that heart starts tilting, and then it starts turning, and then it becomes upside down. Then it requires a major service, major effort. To now turn that heart first right side up. Like a person now that major heart surgery, he ends up in ICU for so long. Person needs a spiritual ICU. Then that heart comes right, it comes right side up. Now something can start filling into it. So this is the harm of just giving in to temptations and desires. Yes, the tug of war will happen. Dunya, dunya is dunya. And if a person doesn't accept this tug of war for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, he'll then be having a tug of war with everything else. Then for that moment he'll give in to that desires, 
for that moment he'll give in to that temptation, but there'll be numerous other circumstances and situations and consequences that will plague him then. And those consequences will be still suffered. So rather he suffer that, this is no suffering in reality, rather he enjoy that pain in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Rather he enjoy that pain for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala than suffer the pain of the consequences of sin. Because this is truly a very sweet pain. That dard dil the mashayikh and the sufiya kiram they describe this love of Allah Ta'ala in the words as dard dil Dard literally means pain. The pain of the heart. This is a very very sweet pain. The sweetest pain that a person can ever experience. The pain of the heart, that pain of the heart meaning that love of Allah Ta'ala that is ebbing in the heart. And due to that love of Allah Ta'ala, the person is suppressing those haram desires and breaking the heart for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. That heart then becomes filled with that dard dil that sweetest pain that a person can ever experience. So this is that meaning of this Hadith Sharif, that a person will, he will experience the pleasure of Iman and by giving up the haram pleasure, Allah Ta'ala will give him this halal pleasure which will be the pleasure that will turn his heart into a place of great peace and happiness. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we practice on all these lessons, we become truly subservient to the commands of Allah Ta'ala in every situation, every limb of our bodies become completely subservient to Allah Ta'ala, whether it's our gaze, whether it's our hearing, whether it's our tongues, we become completely obedient to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'awana alhamdulillah.